Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, which shares stories of awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and ways to access your intuition and higher self. And I am most delighted today to welcome Dean Slider, author of his newest book, Fearless. Whether he discusses the Buddha, Willie Nelson from Prison Stories to The Wizard of Oz, we find our way to understand ourselves and who we are and what life can really be when we learn to accept all and just be. Hello, Dean, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within today. Hi, thank you. It's great to be here. Dean. As listeners of Healing from Within have come to discover and expect over time, my guests and I share amazing insights, coincidences, synchronicity, and discover through self-awareness how to master our emotions, thoughts, and inner awareness to create our best lives, truly moving past fear, societal training, rigid childhood patterns, to find the breadth and openness of mind, body, and spirit for truth and for happiness. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Dean Slider, who has written many books, including The Zen Commandments, Natural Meditation, and Cinema Nirvana Enlightenment Lessons from the Movies, has taught natural methods of meditation since 1970 and going from Ivy League colleges to maximum security prisons and will share his life's passion to live within the truth of his soul, creative expression for happiness and peace and to shine his life wherever he is. Uh, Dean, I, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, event, a life, experience that may have been meaningful to them and may have pointed to the interests and lifestyle they would enjoy as an adult because I feel we come into life with great wisdom and an understanding of who we are but somehow we forget it and we have to try to remember it so think back for a minute right well as a matter of fact uh, a really interesting thing that happened to me when I was about 12 years old uh, I had two brothers, and we were going to be going to a drive-in movie that night, which I know dates me. So my mom sent me out to the garage to clear out all of uh, our toys and comic books from the back seat of the Nash Rambler station wagon, which also dates me. <laughs> and <laughs> That's and all right. Mom... I was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So and and so as I was doing that, my mind was going round and round and round. What about this? What about that? What which which it pretty much had done for the previous twelve years. Just blah 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 blah. What about this? What about that? As I'm picking up the toys and the comic books, the next thing that I pick up was a Mad Magazine, and I'm sure you'll recall that always on the cover of Mad Magazine was their mascot, Alfred E. Newman. Yes. With his big his big ears, right, and his yes. the gap between his teeth and the, the the crazy cockeyed grin, and underneath, as always, was his motto: "What me worry?" And suddenly, I realized that this blah blah blah. What about this and what about that? That my mind was doing was worry. It was called worry, and I realized that that was a thing that I was doing 
and that therefore I could stop doing it. And just it was just like hitting the brakes. I just stopped doing that, and my mind went completely clear. It was as if the top of my head opened up to the sky, and I really very, very clearly experienced what much later on I read about in books and said, oh, that's called samadhi or satori, mm-hmm. you know, a little glimpse of, of nirvana. And I was just completely just floating on that cloud of bliss all, for, all the way through the, the whole evening. Yeah, it's amazing that you had that experience and were able to realize it as fear because so many people don't realize their thoughts are full of fear. Their actions are full of fear. Their everyday life is just loaded with fear. Until you get past fear, you really can't experience all the things that you say you want, happiness and love and good times. And So I think it's amazing that you you found that at such a young age. And yeah, you, yeah. You tell other and, stories in the book. I like the story when you were a skinny, uncoordinated kid and a spaz <laughs> in the fifth grade, and and you were good at the only game you were good at was dodgeball, not hurling yeah, get, the ball at us, but getting out of the way. So, yes. so, so now we're grown ups, and now at the time you and I were kids, there was the Cold War. And we mm-hmm. used to drop to our knees and get under our desks expecting that A-bomb to fall on us, right? I mm-hmm. remember that. But now right. we're grown-ups, and lots of things have replaced those problems. We're living in different times. Now we have terrorists have replaced communists, although they're still communists. And we have graduated from the playground to other grounds for fear and to the office and the boardroom and the bedroom and, as you say in the book, the barroom and the newsroom and... uh it goes on and on. So let's be clear about that. What is important now in these times that we're living in that have been generated by such poor leadership, perhaps, and people maybe unindated with fear who haven't had this spiritual awakening, as you and I and many of the listeners uh, who are listening to our show today have had. So how are we going to get past some of this well, I think of these fears and anxieties and rages and, and addictions that people get caught up in as being like, you know, they seem like a, like big scary monsters looming over our heads. But really, if, if we look closer, we realize they're more like the the balloons in the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> you know, they're 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 blown full of hot air, and the hot air is our own concepts, our own habitual thoughts about those situations. So what I do in in my teaching, and I do travel all over the country uh, leading workshops and in in my book as well, what I give people uh, is some little pins for, for pricking holes in those balloons in the form of meditative methods. And some of them are just really kind of crazy simple. For example, one of them uh, which actually is running uh, on Oprah's website. They, 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 this one is because it's so simple, so accessible. Very simply this, and people listening to this can do this right now as they're listening. And that is, put your attention on the, the soles of your feet. And then as you continue to breathe normally, as you're breathing in, just breathe in through the soles of your feet. And as you breathe out, breathe out through the soles of your feet. And just keep on doing it. That's simple. Breathing in through the soles of your feet and breathing out through the soles of your feet. 
Now, you may be feeling this, some of you, right now, just, just for doing that a couple of times, somehow things tend to quiet down. If you were caught up in something, if you were caught up in worry, as I was when I was 12 years old, or ca- caught up in anger, as you might be when you're driving on the highway and someone cuts you off, you just take a moment to breathe in and out through the soles of your feet. You can't be completely caught up in that fear or that anger or whatever it is. There's a part of you that is outside of that, breathing through the soles of your feet. That creates some space, some open space around the fear or the anger, and things start to become more relaxed. It starts letting some of the hot air out of that fear or whatever the affliction is well yeah you're actually releasing energy because Mm -hmm. our body is a magnet for everybody else's thoughts and feelings many people are empathic and they'll think that they're having a health problem when actually they're picking up other people's energies and and situations so yes it's very important to start to use our body in a way to feel and know where we feel most comfortable with the people that we're most comfortable with with the work or or what we want to read or movies that we want to see everything gives off a vibration and energy and what is fearful to us is possibly not good for us and we should be exploring something else that would be oh, 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 bring us to yeah, a greater I, level of understanding or awareness of ourselves and our own needs. So yeah, a certain a certain amount of fear, you know, it, it's it's a healthy and necessary thing. We're, yes. we're afraid of. We tend to have a natural fear of snakes, so that we'll avoid the the poisonous ones. And that's why the title of my book is not fearless. Being fearless wouldn't wouldn't be a good thing. It's fear. Less. It's the mm. exaggerated, you know, cranked up fear. Like, you know, a friend of mine that I mentioned in the book who's so afraid of snakes that she won't walk into a pet store just in case there's snakes in a tank there. Yeah. So, so it's letting the hot air out of those exaggerated fears and, and anxieties. You know, I go on college campuses a lot, and kids are lining up to go into the counselor's offices to talk about anxiety. That's becomes mm. kind of the, the the key word with uh, you know kids in the in the college generation right now. Uh, and that that kind of anxiety, which is sort, it's a cousin to fear, but it's more free floating. It's like everywhere you don't you don't know what direction the next threat is is going to to come from. You, it's like you don't know why you're feeling overwrought like that. And so it's really good to have techniques like breathing through your feet or some others that I I share in the book. One of them. Uh, is something I learned from when I was for a little while studying a martial art, Aikido, uh, some years ago, which is a, it's a beautiful Japanese martial art, which when someone attacks you, you don't oppose them, you just use their energy to, you know, help them keep going and you, and you <laughs> throw them across the room. And I was studying for a promotion test where, where I was practicing with three people attacking me at once. And I kept freezing up and getting, getting stuck grappling with these guys instead of throwing them. And uh, suddenly, as I was practicing for the, this thing, these guys rushing in and grabbing me, I heard my teacher's voice. He, he, he called from across the room, Dean, relax at the moment of contact. Very simple thing. 
relax at the moment of contact. And then as the next guy came in to grab me, instead of, you know, hunching up my shoulders, freezing up, yeah, tensing, I did the opposite. I just breathed out and let my energy fall from my shoulders down to my center, and it just all of a sudden it was effortless. I was throwing the, the people across the room. So in in the case of day to day life, the the things attacking us are like you know your crazy neighbor who's complaining about the way you you put your garbage can out, or yeah. the other guy on the road, or you know when the worry comes along, how am I going to pay for my kid's college, or I've got this health challenge, and all those things as they come up, our our tendency is to tense up. But if we can right. just have this idea, do the opposite, relax at the moment of contact. And again, that creates space around the situation where we have more clarity and we're able to, to re- respond with more ease and more Yes, grace. and take a breath, step back if you have to, don't respond. And the moment passes and there was mm-hmm. no need to have the fear or the negative reaction. You know, Dean, we all know people, even children, and some of us have become those people who seem to have some sense of a deep wisdom or an eternal compass that keeps them more balanced and they do not succumb to fear as easily. Uh, so mm-hmm. tell us about us. I know there are events. You like movies. I love movies also. And mm-hmm. I think of the movie Braveheart, uh, where the young Irish peasant fought for freedom and love against all odds because he really knew himself. He really loved life as it was, and there was great hardship in his life. So mm-hmm. tell us something about that. Um, well, you know, one of the one recent movie that I like a lot uh, has a wonderful uh, teaching in it. Was uh, Bridge of Spies, the 2015? Me too. I loved it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so people who've seen that film will know that it's the true story of, um, uh, of the, the Soviet spy who was captured in New York in the 50s at the height of the Cold War. Um, and he, he was played by Mark Rylance, who, who won an Oscar for, for his wonderful performance. And uh, his first jailhouse meeting with his lawyer, who's played by Tom Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks tells him, listen, don't talk to anyone else because the Americans and the Russians both want to send you to the electric chair. <laughs> so so the, the spy thinks about that for a moment, and he kind of shrugs. He says, all right. And Tom Hanks says, you don't seem worried. And he considers that for a moment, and he says, would it help? <laughs> so right there, there's your, there's your mantra. When worry comes along, would it help? Does does imagine if you had lived your life exactly as you've lived it from the moment you were born right up until this moment, done everything the same except without the worrying. Yeah. You know, would it be better or would it be worse? And and we we all know the answer to that. Worrying doesn't it it doesn't. It, uh, some people, you know, it's just because from not thinking about it clearly, they feel that well, if I'm not worrying, I'm not being conscientious. But I'm not taking care of business. I'm being irresponsible. But well, of course, it's you know just what? the opposite. They've been yeah. taught to worry. We've yes. all been taught to second guess ourselves and have self doubt and believe that outside sources or opinions are what we need to focus on when really what we need to focus on is our inner soul being our own wisdom and our own need to 
be in this world the way we were born and the journey we were born to have. We need to find that and remember that. Now, you gave a good quote from the Buddhist Shanta Bial. Shanti Deva. Shanti Deva. Right. I, I love it. If there's a solution, what's the point of worrying? If there's no solution, What's the point of worrying? And you also had one from Willie Nelson, who sounded a little bit like him. You want to tell us that one from Willie uh, Nelson? Yeah. What did he? What did he? You've got oh, that in, that page in front of you. I don't. Why don't you? Why don't uh, you read that one? Oh, first? I love it. I love it. I've never. Well, Willie Nelson said, "I've never seen worrying about anything change it." So I decided not to do it. You know, we're all gonna die. So we all have to say, okay, I may be next, you may be next, who knows? So we throw it up into the air. This worry is pointless. It gets us nowhere and it takes us away from the moment, the present moment of perhaps being happy and peaceful and loving, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a great gift for, you know, for us to learn and to remember in difficult times. And you wrote this, Dean. The letting go of worry, of futile struggle against what is, works from the smallest annoyance all the way to full-blown crisis when we feel our whole life is melting down. All right, so we can have a serious moment where perhaps we have to be a little bit thoughtful. I'm not going to say worry. A little bit thoughtful of the choices we have. Yeah, we can say say concerned. Concerned. Yeah, concern is a legitimate thing. And, you know, it, 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 I, I don't want to create this idea that, you know, um, we're just, uh, um, that we don't have to deal with big situations. You know, I write in the book about dealing with the death of my first wife, the, the mother of my children. That was a big deal. But it was also an incredible teaching. She also was uh, a wonderful teacher of meditation. And as a matter of fact, when she got colon cancer and she had to go in for uh, chemotherapy, and you know, chemotherapy, you do a lot of sitting, and so she mm. she would meditate. And she was a wonderful. She was very beautiful, a former model, and just had a big, happy, laughing, larger than life kind of personality. And everyone in the the uh, oncology unit there was so taken with her and her grace and her balance and her sense of humor in in the face of this, you know, situation, that they brought her back and they had her teach meditation to everyone in the oncology unit. Excellent. Yes, that's what should happen. I, I I was starting to say that before. We've all known people, even children, who have mm-hmm. this sense of knowing, of being yep. okay no matter what the situation is. It's a form of grace. It's a form of internal connection to source or the creative force of life or you, God or whatever one considers to be more than just our physical life. And when you have that, uh, it's a great gift to others to see it. So she shared that, and perhaps that was part of her journey to be able right. to hold on to her trust, her faith, her goodwill, her, 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 her well-being, and to share that with others who needed it. So thank right. you for telling us that story. 
But let's go on to something else about the trolls, misinformation, social media, and how it's affecting us, and how we can move past these negative influences to remain peaceful, knowing, loving, and balanced. How are we going to deal with all the political concerns, the media, and the right. too much information uh, coming through? I mean, information's wonderful. We've been living in an information age, but we're going now to the age of intuition. And we need to know how to deal uh, with who we're becoming as we're evolving and how to deal with all this other stuff. So what would you say about that? Right. Well, one way is, you know, of course, the major outlet for being plugged into all the social media increasingly for people is their phones. And... um, I actually have two chapters in the book on addiction. One is in general about addiction to substances and you know drugs and alcohol and i've I've been fortunate I've had a lot of experience working with alcoholics and and drug addicts and seeing how much these kind of meditative methods can help them mm-hmm. and then I also have a chapter uh about uh phone addiction iphone addiction mm-hmm. it's called it's called meditating with the iPhone zero. And, you know, we've all seen this over and over. We've seen people like this. We may be one of the people like this who the moment there's a lull, you know, so you're you're standing in line at the pharmacy waiting for your prescription to be filled, whatever it is, that just as a reflex, without even thinking about mm-hmm. it, your hand goes into your pocket, you whip out the phone, you're checking, you know, you're on Facebook or you're checking the, the latest headlines, and you're subjecting yourself to that barrage. And in particular, younger people, and, and I, I'm convinced that that very high level of anxiety among uh, millennials in particular, I'm, I'm convinced that that's largely connected with the fact that they're on the phone so much and their their whole life is there so much. So the Well, it's, uh, it's perhaps a form of escape and dealing with their anxiety and their fear and getting away from interconnecting with other people. You see, when I'm standing online, I'm talking to people in that time. I'm I'm not pulling my phone out. Mm-hmm. A phone, I see a phone and all the social media as a tool, but I also see it being terribly mis- misused. And as we are energy beings, we are disrupting the energy of our life force by too much of this. So it's not uh, going to end well unless we start to ha- have some regulation and understanding of how to use it in a healthy way. So right. Thank, so, thank the, you for so, that. The, so, so well. The, so the suggestion that I give is that first of all is is recognize that impulse when it comes along. So yes. you're, you're standing you're standing in line. You you feel your hand starting to just reflexively go for your pocket to pull out the phone. So what you do is first step one, just don't do it. You mm. know, tie yourself to the mast and don't do it. Now, when 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 you do that, when you when you just okay, I'm not going to reach for my phone. People who are really addicted to their phones, the next thing that's going to happen, step two, is they're going to feel this wave of anxiety. It's going to be like, yeah. oh yeah, but yeah, but maybe there's another email, maybe there's another headline, maybe I got three more likes on my Facebook post, blah blah blah. What what if what what about maybe I'm missing something? Fine, let that wave of anxiety. Just bring it on and feel don't it. Feel what it feels like. Don't give into it. Yeah, don't give into it. Don't. Yeah. 
give and, in and, to and, it. And, and feel what it feels like in your body and just feel it because it's a visceral sensation and allow yourself to feel that allow that wave to roll over you until it's rolled past you and then then step three is once it's rolled past you you're going to experience on the far side of that wave of anxiety something called peace something called okayness with just being there standing in line at the pharmacy and not being a slave to needing this constant stimulus constant stimulation and you know you do that a few times and you start to break free from from being caught up in that thing absolutely and there's the word free so Mm -hmm. fearless will bring us to be free free Mm -hmm. of other people's needs and to know our own and free of other people's opinions and beliefs right so what would you like readers a fearless to take away with them after reading the book that it's easy that it's 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 really easy to start dropping those anxieties and those rages and those addictive cravings so much easier you know you know a lot of things it it it, it seems difficult until someone shows you how and when you see oh there's a way to do it that's just easy to just start dropping this stuff and it 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 doesn't have to be this huge uh you know like climbing this huge mountain it's yeah. it's more like it's more like falling into the swimming pool you know it's funny you said that because I have this little paragraph here just before we we were going to end, and you wrote, As you allow ease to permeate your life, percolating through its fibers, naturally dissolving and washing out the old gunky deposits of fear, rage, and self-destructive craving, more and more you are happy and at peace for no particular reason except that's what you are at your core. So that's, yes, what I'd like people to take away from your book also. And I want to thank you, Dean Slider, author of Fearless, for sharing reasons why many people continue to reside in their fears, anxieties, and depression or unhappiness as they simply have not yet awakened to the truth of their magnificent energetic soul being. For those who wish to find ways to settle down and move past limiting mindsets with a clear practical meditation practice and lifestyle offered by Dean go to fearlessbook.net and purchase a book which entertains informs and opens new paths to self-awareness in summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within Dean Slider has shown us that by relaxing into life by becoming aware of sounds feelings and the futility of control of events within and around us we begin to know ourselves as souls of eternal sources for moving past fear restriction limitation and then we're able to create and enjoy life in its in all its beauty and goodness the biggest fear of being alone unloved and unappreciated are often just figments of the ego and mind and a lack of awareness to our interconnectedness to all that is was and will be in the eternal dance of life and our growing awareness of self through meditation self-reflection and allowing life to unfold 
not as we will it or control it, but as we hope and dream to make it real, both here and beyond this physical world. Dean wrote, The silent, unmoving ocean of awareness is you. All the waves of motion and change, thoughts, feelings, sensations, pass frictionlessly through you. Just notice this. Leave it as it is and let it go as it goes. Dean and I would share our love of life, peace, goodness, and well-being that we have found within us, even as storms swirl around us at times, and needs change. For we as souls have all the wisdom and personal power to grow and expand, to love and find peace on a consistent basis by allowing, accepting, and surrendering to life graciously and trusting the universal plan for all as we change past fear and control. That is truth and will always be truth. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to listen to and read about the mysteries of life, spirit, energy, and ways to know yourself and others in both physical and spiritual ways, so awareness and new perceptions for your own life journey may surface. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.